This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. You're listening to Good Things. Um, you know, that's the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashran Johan and my guest on today's show is Bernard Tan of the That Bloody Bota Initiative. And Bernard has been giving um, food aid to the needy over the past um, few months. Now, what's unique about Bernard's approach is that he neither cooks nor buys anything so what exactly does he do? How does he help the needy with food aid? So that's exactly what I want to talk to Bernard about. So joining me on the show right now is Bernard Tan. Welcome to the show, Bernard. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. You know, as I mentioned um, in the introduction, um, you know, you've been helping a lot of people with food aid during these trying times. But as I understand, you neither cook nor buy anything. So what exactly is your approach? Okay. Um, first, I've only I haven't even been doing this for a month. Right. Okay. It's uh, six days to a month now, uh, and we've already helped more than a thousand families. Wow. This and this is how I do it. Okay. The beauty about this system is you don't have to go out. You don't have to buy anything. Right. You don't you you don't have to risk getting COVID when when, when you see most of these families because. Frankly, most of them are not 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 vaccinated, and you know mm-hmm. you don't want to take that kind of risk. So, what do you do? Be a fixer like me, okay? I match donors to families in need. Okay. okay. I use I use my Facebook page. I mean, it, it does not have very much reach. Maybe only about three thousand or people following that page. But you know, that's a start, right? I use that page, okay, to get people to donate to families that are in need. My very first family was a local family. And after that, it became Indonesian most of the way. Right. I mean, 90% of them are Indonesians. These are the people from from those working in the casual sectors like construction, you know, Mm -hmm. the coffee shop cleaners, the mama workers, and all, who, because of this MCO, find themselves without jobs. Yeah. These people don't earn very much. Mm-hmm. On the average, they earn maybe about thousand two a month, and they have to pay rent. And surprisingly, they have families here too. Okay, so how yeah. how how would they survive, right? Yeah. So that that's what we do. Okay. So you 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 looked at the the current times that we live in, the situation, the direness of the situation, and decided to start this Facebook page. Is is that how you went about it? How I went about it, uh, yeah. sitting down at home, bored, nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I I can't work anymore because of the current situation. Right, so yeah, I just sit down at home, thinking of what can I do, and I I find that you know there there are lots of people like that going hungry, so why not help them? Okay, <laughs> oh, this Facebook page used to be my business page. Right, yeah, used to be my business page, but. Not anymore. <laughs> mm. okay, so, I just don't want to take the risk going out and contracting COVID. Tell me about your business. So, because I, I, I want to know your journey. So, you know, how did it start? Because this isn't your full-time job, right? You said, you know, this is something you started doing recently or about a month ago, um, a few more days to a month. Um, you were sitting at home, you were bored, but... How did it, you know, how did it all start specifically? You know, what uh, what were you doing before that? And, and why did you decide to make this transition? 
See, I love food, right? I love to cook. Yeah, and some of, some some of my friends are asking, "Hey, why don't you sell this?" You know. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, "Okay, let's give it a shot." I mean, it's it's a very small business. It's nothing. It's just a pastime. I'm more or less retired actually. So since I can't go fishing anymore, <laughs> I can't go on my driving trips anymore. Yeah. So do this lah. At least I'm doing something that helps that helps others. That's the most important thing. I'm living on my savings and whatever small investments I have. Mm. That's about it, lah. Right. So I've got I've got very simple needs. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I don't really need very much. So I guess it's still sustainable. So once you decided to, so you were sitting at home, you were bored, um, you realized things weren't. Um, going so well for a lot of people. What next? What was the next step? How do you... Because what you do is um, you basically link people who want to donate to people who need donations, right? The next step will be to get more people to do what I'm doing. Okay, I use Facebook. I'm a member of a lot of groups on Facebook. So I share on all, all the groups. You know, anybody needs help or anybody who wants to help, please contact me, you know. Um, I'm trying to match donors to fam- families in need. And slowly, they started coming. One by one, they started coming. Yep, they, they, they will either message me on Facebook or WhatsApp me. And uh, I'll, I'll take down their details. right? And I'll, I'll try to match the donors with them. So, over the past couple of months, right, many Malaysians have raised white flags outside of their houses to seek for help. What are your thoughts on the white flag movement? Oh, that's very sad, man. That's really very sad. I mean, you, you're already at your wit's end, right? You've lost your income. Okay? You might have lost family members. Okay? And, and you end up having to lose your dignity as well, having a white flag outside your house. I mean, if you were in that situation, would you be comfortable doing that? With, with me... No white flags necessary, okay? I won't even take pictures of you receiving the goods. I won't publish pictures of you receiving the goods, okay? Mm. I want to help you without you losing your dignity. You don't, you, you, you don't have to be embarrassed to ask for help. You, actually, you know what got me started? Yeah. A guy hung himself from the bridge near my house, okay? It's less than a kilometer away from where I stay. In the morning, and that got me thinking, times are really bad. So bad that people are giving up. So once you put your word out, you say, you know, this is what you're doing, um, then how do you connect these people? Where do you find, so for example, if I am someone who needs help and then I PM you on your on your Facebook page and say, hey man, I need help, uh, like my family doesn't have food to eat, what is your next step? Okay, my, my, my next step is to get your address. Uh, some, some, some of the donors will ask for a passport IC number, okay, mm-hmm. a telephone number, and a deliverable address. Okay, usually it's the address on your utilities bill. Okay, mm-hmm. A lot of people can't, can't, can't give me deliverable addresses, so I can't send because, okay, this, this is how it's done. Okay, my donors will normally use uh, delivery, uh, grocery delivery platform to send the goods up. Right. So the address has got to be a deliverable address, something which, 
you know, the the platform recognizers mm-hmm. so that you can get the goods. You know, if you can't give me a deliverable address, I can't help you, right? It's just yeah. like those people in the Kongsi's, you know? I mean, how 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 do I put the address on a Kongsi? I can't do that. Unfor- so, yeah, unfortunately for them, I can't help them. Right? But those those people like living in Kampong Baru, Angpang, and all those kind of places, uh, which happens to be the places where most of the help... I guess you can call them the urban poor. Lah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, these, these are all those people, like I said earlier, who lost their jobs in the construction and the casual sectors. Yeah. There are a lot of other organizations that help the locals. Okay? A lot of them don't don't really bother with, with foreigners. So th- these are the people that really slip through the cracks, really got left behind. And I guess... Uh, these are the people that I really like to help. Yeah. I mean, I don't discriminate. I don't care what race you're from, what religion you're from. You know, as long as you're human, you bleed red like me, I'll be there for you. I think that's absolutely fantastic to hear, right? And speaking of, you know, the treatment um, towards uh, migrants, immigrants, refugees, you know, xenophobia has been incredibly high in recent times throughout the, the past year. You know, there are some people who ask why even help immigrants, migrants, refugees when there are so many Malaysians to help. How would you respond to these kind of statements? Well, Malaysians are getting a lot of help. There are lots of NGOs that help, that help the locals. Okay. The government has got plans. Okay. Uh, the religious authorities have got plans. Okay, but all those plans don't in, don't include those that are not Malaysian. As far as xenophobia is concerned, uh, like I said earlier, as long as you bleed red, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, yeah. I, I will help all. On the show with me today is Bernard Tan, who has been providing food aid for the needy during these difficult times here in Malaysia. We'll be back with more on Good Things BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Bernard Tan of the That Bloody Bota Initiative. And, you know, he's been providing food aid for the needy during these difficult times here in Malaysia. So, Bernard, you you said you've been doing this close to a month and you've already helped more than 1,000 people. What is the average number of requests you get on the day? Especially when you first started... Did you expect, like, you know, you were putting the word out, you were bored at home, you were like, okay, I want to help some people. Did you expect the, the, the <laughs> volume that, that uh, you know, that came your way? <laughs> no, man, I tell you. <laughs> I think I beat off a little more than I could chew. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected 40 over families asking for help per day. Okay. Mm-hmm. The maximum I ever got was 80 plus per day. And by the grace of God, I managed to match all of them to families. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. <laughs> but like I said, I think I may have bitten off more than I could chew. Okay. <laughs> if, if not for fixers like Lin, right, Hoisan. Who are these people? Are they, are they your network of friends who have been helping you throughout? These people actually started off as donors. Right. 
Okay, and they 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 ended up becoming fixers like me. Mm. Okay, so with more fixers, we get, we have more resources because fixers get donors as well as people in need, right? Yep. So with more resources, we can share it. You know, mm-hmm. it's why I'm I I need more fixers. Okay, donors, yes, definitely we need donors. Without donors, this won't work. But how do we get donors? We get donors through fixers like me, right? We go around, we spread the word, okay, hoping that we get more donors, right? And some fixers have more more donors than families. Some fam- some fixers have more families than donors. That is how we pull our resources together and make sure nobody goes hungry. Hmm. All it takes is less than 80 ringgit to put food on the table for a family of four for three three weeks. Okay. Four weeks, and these real basic things, you know, we 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 don't give any luxuries, right? Like, what what they get is a bag of rice, yeah, about ten kilo bag of rice, couple of cans of sardines, a uh, couple of packs of mihun, uh, about a kilo of garlic, kilo of onions, salt, sugar, that kind of thing is really bare basic, nothing, not nothing luxurious, okay. But that will that will fill their bellies. You know, so that they, they they can survive through this, and when the F, when the FMCO is over, they can go out and work again for self sustenance. Now, how many people are in your network, and are you actively seeking to really expand it? Yeah, I, I, actually, uh, right now I have Lynn mm-hmm. working and studying at the same time. Okay, uh, Hoisan also help, help helps me out quite a bit. Uh, Ling is leaving Malaysia at the end of the month, and the Lions Club of Malaysia, the Lions Club of KL, hmm. the Gapesta, they've been helping out to to get uh, to get everybody fed. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm seriously trying to get more more fixers because with more fixers, like I said earlier, with more fixers, we can get more donors, and with more donors, more families get fed. Yeah. If I can get this established around the Klang Valley first. And in other states, because I've also been getting calls for help from Trangganu, from Malacca, from Johor, from Negeri Sembilan. I managed to help some of them, not all of them, because I, I, I don't have any donors in that area, just depending on my friends. Yeah, so how, how how do you coordinate in those areas? Let's say if someone from Trangganu messages you on Facebook and say, I need help, I'm living here. What is your next step? Now my next step is to call a friend in Trangano mm. and say, hey, there's somebody in Trangano that, that needs help. Can you find someone to send the basic necessities to them? And, you know, if they can, they, they, they do that and that family gets help. Mm-hmm. In Malacca, it's easier. I have more friends in Malacca. But in, <laughs> in Johor, Nangri Sambilan and Trangano, it's a bit difficult. You can't be relying on one person all the time. It's not fair to that person. Of too. course, of course, of course. Definitely. I mean, any small amount of help is is a it's a huge it's a huge thing already. So so you know never underestimate the kind of uh, work that you're doing and the, the amount of people that you're helping. Right. Uh, so when when it comes to to that, like, are you you know I I'm I'm guessing it might you know because like you mentioned, you can't help everyone in Trungano. You know, you can't help people in Perlis and and things like that. And if you don't have friends there. And even in the Klang Valley area, like you said, if there 
they are living in certain um, areas where there isn't an, an, an address that you know established uh, delivery services can get to, then you, you, it's, it's difficult for you to help them. So when you do face these situations, um, is it how, how do you feel? How do you what do you tell tell the people who ask you for help that that this is something that unfortunately you you just can't. Well, I give you as it is. I'm not. I, I'm not very good with bedside manner, so I'm definitely not a doctor. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I call a spade a spade. I'll just, I'll just say, look, I'm very sorry. I can't help you. You know, it's it's way way out of my area. Mm. Just give it to them straight. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't really like to do that. But frankly, if you live in a Kongsi, okay, which means you're you're probably a construction worker, okay. And the Kongsi is probably uh, run by the company that employed them. And companies should be responsible for their employees. Don't depend on charitable organizations to feed your employees. And end of the day, you make money, you, you still make money when when things get better, right? And you know, you should be responsible for your own people. How do you keep doing this? Because you know. Thousand families have come to you. It it must be incredibly tough sometimes. You can't help everybody. You do your best. Um, things aren't necessarily looking like it's going to get better soon um, in Malaysia. Not any not anytime soon. You know this. Um, you know could continue for for you know another two three months at least. Some are saying until the end of the year. Um, how do you keep going? How do you keep helping when, when times are incredibly tough, you know, when times can be demotivating and it seems like there's no end in sight? What motivates you to keep doing this? Let's see now. On a bad day, uh, I just go into the kitchen and cook something I really like to eat. Mm-hmm. After a good meal, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and the motto from Alma Mata is protest cubal. In Latin, it means he who wills can. Okay, so as long as I'm willing, I'm very sure I can. Maybe all, 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 all that time of skipping school and this is the only thing that really gets me going. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> In my teachers are to hear this now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? That guy's never been in school. <laughs> and he still remembers this. <laughs> well, I don't really see them. Hmm. right? They send me messages uh, saying thank you and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, I hardly have the time to read all those messages because of the number, the, the sheer number of messages coming in on my WhatsApp. Even my phone is... My phone is almost giving up on me now. I need to get a new one. The touch screen isn't as good as what it used to be. <laughs> okay, it's only when you meet them, you see how they live. Okay, then only you 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 realize what it's like. Okay? but having said that, some of them really don't understand. Uh, when I type in Bill Ae or Bill Tanaga, okay, uh, they think it's Billet Ae or Billet Tanaga. Okay. So they give me pictures of their bathrooms, they give me pictures of their kitchens. Uh, and when I see that, man, I won't even take a dump in a bathroom like that, man. 
You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know how to cook in the kitchen like that. I'm a, pre- I'm, I'm a pretty decent cook, right? And I really don't know how to cook in the kitchen like that. When you look at the place, it's just horrible. How could people be living that way? You know what I mean? And these are the kind of people that's actually asking for help. Right? So if, if I don't help them, who will? What are your long-term plans with this initiative? Do you uh, plan on, you know, expanding this, um, making the network bigger, more people join you and your team? Are you hoping to to form some kind of team and go from there? What are your long-term plans? Do you even have any? It's not your duty to have long-term plans, of course. I'm just curious. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This isn't supposed to be anything long-term in the first place. Mm -hmm. Okay, the plan is to do this until maybe one or two weeks after the FMCO is over, right? By that time, all these people should be getting jobs. Okay, they should be able to provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be a permanent crush. Okay, this is just for them to get over these tough times and that's it. Okay, if I can get uh, more fixes, all the better. Okay, if I can get corporate sponsorship, even better still. But I don't think I'll be able to get those because I'm not a registered NGO and like I said, and I mean, like you said earlier, right? I'm just operating on my handphone, <laughs> sitting on my couch. <laughs> That's how I operate. <laughs> don't have an office. I don't have an NGO, you know, it's like that. Lah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes these are the stories that, you know, warms our heart the most, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, because, you know, it's just, you know, by the community, for the community, you're just a guy in your living room with your handphone and you have helped o- over a thousand families. And that's something, you know, that is that is really, really inspiring. It's really, really heartwarming. Now, you say you're looking for more fixers. If anyone wants to be a fixer, what do they do? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me on my Facebook page, that bloody bota. Mm-hmm. Or they can WhatsApp me at 013-342-0849. All right. Okay. Um, Bernard, before we wrap up this conversation, is there a final message that you'd like to leave us with? Help all, regardless of race, language or religion. He who wills can. If I can, why not you? I'd like to thank all, all the fixers, all the sponsors, Especially, uh, especially the Lions Club of KL Agape Star. Okay, they've been very helpful lately. Okay, they've taken hundreds of families. Thank God for them. Okay. I'd like to thank Lynn, who, in spite of having to work and study at the same time, still manages to find times to do deliveries. Okay, stay safe, Lynn. Right, make sure you wear a mask. As much as we want to help everybody, we need to stay safe too. Okay. And like I said, I'd like to thank the rest of the donors. There are lots of them. The list is just too long to mention everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that, you know, we can get more corporate we can we can get corporate sponsors to help out. That would be really great. Right? Yeah. I can help them to run a team to do the CSR, right? To teach them how how how, how to set up this system and run it, okay? it cost almost nothing. It didn't cost me a cent except for the families that I actually donated to. Other than that, it didn't cost me anything. 
So being a fixer, okay, you stay safe, you don't spend money, and yet you still can help thousands, uh, a thousand families in less than a month. Mm-hmm. If I can do that, anyone can do that too. On that wonderful note, Bernard, thank you so much for speaking with me. Hey, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. Th- thanks for helping to spread the word. Really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. We appreciate you, Bernard. You are the one doing the real work here. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Bernard Tan of the Facebook page, That Bloody Bota. Uh, it's, it's an initiative basically to help people who need aid during these trying times, particularly food aid. And what Bernard does is he's a fixer. He's the middle guy. If you need, you need aid, he will find someone to give you um, that aid. So if you missed any part of that con- of our conversation, you can check out the podcast on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashan Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.